Blog Talk Radio. All right, listeners, uh, we are rolling right into my next guest here. I just finished telling you about Via Play, and now we have uh, one of the actresses, I should say the lead actress, on one of Via Play's new, really serious drama TV series. It's called Black Sands, and we're talking to the star and the co-producer of the series, Aldous Hamilton. Hi, Aldous. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for having uh, this conversation with me. I do want to clarify, I am not a producer. I am a co-writer of the series. I'm so sorry about that misunderstanding. Oh, co-writer. Okay, no problem. So co-writer, uh, we need the writers here. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's well, crazy out there. It is crazy, and I know you, and, and do want to know, too, listeners, uh, all this is calling us talking to us all the way from the beautiful country of Iceland. And so are you in Reykjavik or another part? You know what? Um, I'm actually, I just arrived in Akureyri, which is a the second largest uh, city or town here in Iceland. So we've been driving for the past like six hours and I'm parked outside the uh, local supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry if the connection isn't amazing, but I hope it's good enough for you. Oh, it's awesome. And I understand you have a little friend uh, listening in on us chat here. Tell us all about who that is. Oh, we do. We have my little girl here, April. She's all furry, black, and uh, 11 years old. She's my my rescue dog that I got, uh, what, 10 years ago? Um, yeah. <laughs> so she's right here with us. She's being a very good girl. Oh, that's so sweet. So if anybody hears her kind of bark, bark, it's okay. It's good. Everything is good. Yeah. Now, all this, I understand, and we'll get into uh, all of the, the nuts and bolts of Black Sands here in a minute, but again, this is a TV series that's um, all over Iceland and other countries as well, here in North America, because Via Play is shown here in America and in Canada as well. So we know there's a strike going on in Hollywood, but that does not preclude and stop the rest of the world from having great TV shows and movies, so... <laughs> The show is still going on there. But I wanted to say, you, I understand that you are an uh, actress nominee for the, am I pronouncing this right, the, the Edda or Ida Awards in Iceland? Is that like our Emmy Awards over here? Yes, exactly. It is the Etta's. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, Etta is taken from the Icelandic sagas, the Etta sagas. So okay. it's a very prestigious award here. And yeah, I'm very grateful that I was nominated, um, the first woman of color actually to be nominated for a leading role. Um, and that just happened uh, a few months ago in March. It was amazing. That, and so you are breaking all kinds of barriers here. I understand that you are also the first woman of color to co-write a, a television series. So tell us about that. Thank you. Um, I do believe I am, and mm-hmm. also headlining. It's a, uh, it is. It's um, it's such a gift. It's such a, um, I don't know. It's just um, something that happened very gradually. I guess since I'm the first woman of. If African American heritage, you and I share that heritage. Mm-hmm. I'm the first a woman of African American heritage to graduate and actually be accepted to the school, the Icelandic Academy of the Arts, alongside my classmate who is also half Icelandic and half from Thailand. We were the first women of people of color actually to uh, be accepted. So a lot has happened in a very short time, 
And there are a lot of barriers to break. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very much so. Well, as I said, we're going to get more in-depth with the show, but I want to kind of set it up to let our listeners know, uh, because, you know, it's kind of shameful to say this, but sometimes a lot of us Americans, we are very geographically challenged, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't traveled internationally, so to speak. <sighs> anyway, you know, we think about Iceland. If you haven't traveled a lot and you just think of, you know, beautiful, tall, Nordic, blonde people who look like supermodels. But I understand in Iceland, that's not the case. It's very diverse as far as uh, ethnicities and the population. So tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I will say my American is showing because I am very geographically <laughs> challenged myself. So um, uh, we also share that, I guess. Um, but here, I think almost 20% of the nation at this point is people from either mixed race, like myself, or from other countries. We do have a lot of um, people moving over from East Eastern Europe. And of course, we share a lot of people, uh, not, we don't share people, but we have a lot of people coming here from all over the world. Um, so there is a lot of diversity. And then, of course, we have so many people coming as visitors. I think about, about 2 million people per year. Meanwhile, I think we are roughly 380,000 now. Mm -hmm. So we do see, even though not everyone lives here, we just see so many, um, so many different kinds of people every year. So I think we've become very accustomed to it, and I'm very grateful for that. Now, what is the... Obviously, there was, a, as you mentioned earlier, a theater, a drama school there. But what is the filmmaking, television-making community like in Iceland? Is it thriving, or, or where is that? It is thriving, I have to say. And it's been thriving for the past maybe, I don't know, decade. But we've seen such, like, we've grown leaps and bounds. I hope I'm using that correctly. In the past few years. So it's very exciting. And I'm very happy to be kind of, you know, I entered this profession at just the right time, I think, for at least for me as a, an actor and now, of course, a script writer as well, because there's so much opportunity here. Um, we're producing, I think it's actually, we could produce more than we're doing already, but it's just a matter of having enough people to actually, you know, create stuff. So we're, mm -hmm. we do have a lot of people coming from other countries to just work on filmmaking here because we just don't have enough people in the country itself. So it is actually like blowing up and I love it. it there's so much talent here. Uh, there's talent everywhere, of course, but I think we just have a lot to show for here in Iceland. Not just the amazing, you know, landscapes and scenery that we do, of course, that we're very proud of, but also just, you know, people and, and, and actors and um, creators here. So yeah, I would definitely say it is thriving. It sounds like it. Well, now let's get into your series here, Black Sands. I understand that you guys are in, you're filming, is that correct, season two already? We're just about to. We've actually begun rehearsing. We're doing quite a bit of rehearsing for the series, which I think is fantastic and should always be the case. You should be able to rehearse almost in a dream world every scene. But um, we'll officially start shooting on the 29th of August. So when this is being recorded, it's just a few weeks away, like three weeks away or something like that. Yeah. So we're very close. Well, okay. Now let's talk about what is 
you know, I've got the cheat notes, of course, but just tell our viewers, our listeners, too, what is Black Sands all about? I'll just say it's a very cool, serious drama series, so you take it from there. Thank you. It is It is a drama. It is, I mean, there's, uh, there is a murder case, so, you know, some people have, were expecting a classic kind of whodunit, but we really tried to mix the drama element into it and actually kind of focus on that because that's what we are all very interested in. So it is very much a story of, um, you know, kind of, I don't want to say toxic, but just very difficult relationships and unresolved trauma throughout the generations. Um, that is something that is very much the current discussion here in Iceland. It's very much like what what we're focusing on, I think, as people at the moment, and that's where my interest lies, definitely. So the series, it does, yes, there is a, there is a murder case that's going to drive it forward, but we are going to see a lot of just, like, communication, natural communication between people that I think many people will be able to kind of relate to, and that's not great, but I hope that, you know, being able to see that play out on screen might give some people, you know, something to think about and hopefully uh, they can transfer that to their lives and maybe change some, you know, um, change some communication aspects of their life. <laughs> yeah. I will throw this in that there, there is a serial killer element involved. <laughs> That's in there too. I'll say no more. <laughs> yeah. We'll just throw that in there. Cause us Americans love something about, horror films, slasher films, and serial killers that America especially, is that, is it like that in Iceland too, or or what? I think it's become that way in Iceland as well, and I gotta say, I was doing a lot of research when we were writing the series, and I got into, because I had never been particularly interested in serial killers, or just, you know, killers or murder or anything of the sort, but now... I almost like I could fall asleep to a murder podcast, which I I don't know if that's healthy or not. And I sometimes feel a little bit bad about it. But at the same time, this is I mean, it's so interesting because it's like hopefully this is something that's so unrelatable to us that I think that's kind of where our interest lies. It's just like, you know, trying to understand how this can happen. And very often, you know, there are so many different things that come into play. So no one just no one's just born a killer. I think people become one for a billion reasons. And that's why I kind of like listening to these podcasts because they also just help me understand that, you know, there are things that, you know, you can change at the beginning of someone's life and hopefully then make sure that they, you know, don't become <laughs> someone who could do such things, you know, and that's, that's also kind of what we're focusing on in this series. And that's the unresolved trauma and that's transferred between generations and all of that stuff. So, um, as you said, you are the co-writer of uh, Black fans. So how did this all come about? Was this a com combination, you and your writing partner, of ideas, or one of you had the impetus of the original idea for the, the series, or what? Yeah, that's what happened, actually. So Ragnar Jonsson, he is an Icelandic detective. He's been on the force for 30-plus years, and he has the most amazing experience. Um, and he had this idea. We were working together on another series that's uh, called Valhalla Murders. It's on Netflix as well, another crime series where I was also a police officer. He was teaching me how to um, cuff people, arrest people. And afterwards, we got to talking and he said he, you know, was 
he loved working on films as well. And he had been writing a script. He had this idea, and it was a very different idea from from uh, from what it ended up as. But as, when he was writing it, it was a a young man, and I said, oh, you know, what about a young woman? <laughs> yeah. And he kind of liked the idea. We, you know, had coffee, we discussed it, and all of a sudden we were just like throwing uh, throwing ideas between each other. He already had a foot in with Glass River, our production company, and the uh, our director, Baldwin Zett, was kind of looking for his next project, and he really wanted to do one more crime series, but he wanted it to be like a dramatic one. So uh, Ragnar presented what we had come up with to Baldwin. Baldwin got us, uh, took us in. So the three of us, Baldwin, Ragnar, and I, we kind of hashed out a storyline. And um, Baldwin, I, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's done amazing work. And he was the one with the experience. Not Neither one of us had ever written anything in our life other than just like a diary, uh, a, day, a day in a diary. So he kind of took the the script and he really you know made it I think what it is today but it's very fun he trusts us enough now so we now have divided the entire second season more between us so I'm really kind of stepping into my writing I don't know um title on the second season but I will give him a lot of credit for the first season however we all did contribute very much of course now, the first season, you had four episodes. Will second season have more or what? No, we're going to do eight episodes for both seasons. We just, we're just we actually going to – I think the format is going to be pretty similar as well. We want it to be – we want it to feel like a very natural continuation of the, of season one. So it's going to be an eight-series, um, eight-episode series again and roughly 45 minutes or so per episode. It's like a classical miniseries format. That's my fault. I watched four. I binge watched four and I forgot. Oh, yeah, you did? Yeah, I did. I binge watched four. Yeah, that's what I was confusing there. So it's eight for each season. So people can binge watch season one while you and your team and your cast and crew and your writing partner are working on season two. Eight more to go. That's so cool. That is just so cool. We're going to be... We're going to be shooting throughout the winter, which is always a rough thing in Iceland. But mm-hmm. the first season is actually shot during the summer. So you guys will be able to see the same locations in very different, you know, holiday outfits. Cinematography for Black Sands is just amazing. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah, the Black Sands, it lives up to the title. The, 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 everything about it is uh, just gorgeous. So for season two, we'll actually get to see some more serious winter scenes i'm taking it we will we and we do have the same cinematographer johan Mone, and he's actually incredible we worked together on my first project when i was 10 <laughs> so we're back 20 years later which is fantastic and we have have we have these little tidbits on the show i guess that people you know these easter eggs from our first shoot 20 years ago we actually <laughs> were able to you know slide a few of those shots in the first season so if you're very like if you watch it very closely, you may be able to see me at ten um, doing a little dance and something that he probably shot. <laughs> so he's amazing, and he's obviously been doing great. I got to go back and look again and look for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It sounds you like you can always text me. If you can't find it, just text. Okay, me. I'll text you. Well, it sounds like that part of the crew here. You guys kind of have like a little family environment there because you have you know previous roots to working together. A hundred percent. That's something that's just 
one of the best things about working with Glass River is that they very much, they both hire the same people very often and the same people really want to work with them. So we're going to have a very similar crew on the second season. And what was also so nice is that on our last season, we shot that in 2021 when COVID was still around. I mean, it wasn't great that COVID was here, but in Iceland, that meant um, that we were able to rent out like these you know, big hotels, and all of it just stayed there. It was kind of like, it felt like being in a dorm, you know, just with people your own age. And I guess that also just helped us really connect and create this very special bond because it was such a special time. It's going to be different this year around because now everything is like normal. We have, you know, a bunch of um, visitors in Iceland, which is fantastic. But I'm still hoping we can kind of recreate some of those, you know, very intimate memories as we did the last time. Because as you said, it, it does feel like family. And actually, um, my partner in this series is now my partner in life as well. So I guess you can say it really is a family series. <laughs> I think, oh, that's good to know. Very good to yeah. know. All these little pocket stories we can go back as we're watching and to know yeah. the backstories here. That's really cool. So, again, <laughs> uh, it just sounds like you're not only making a name for yourself as an actress, but also as a serious writer here, you know, having these hit, hit projects. Your very first one out the, out the box here. And so you've already started on the, the next as far as writing project for yourself. I have. And I actually never thought I would write. I always thought that I was, you know, I loved acting, but I just never saw myself as a writer. And here we are, you know, so I guess you never know. I do like it. I think I'll do more of it if, if the opportunity arises. But at at this point in time, I'm still very excited to kind of, you know, work on expanding my career and I'm working on some projects that will hopefully um, be in the States in the next year or so. So, I do think I will be writing more, but at the same time, I just don't want to lose, like, where my focus is, which is still acting. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When you're very good at acting, uh, very good (laughs) in front of the camera. (laughs) Yes, you definitely. I try really hard. Yeah, well, the hard work is paying off. I mean, you got that great uh, Actress of the Year nomination. I'm sure after Black Fans, you know, you're probably going to get the whole full win. Uh, Might get it for, for writing and acting. You never know. That would be, I mean, that would obviously just be a dream. But in any case, just the nomination itself <laughs> felt like such a huge win and acknowledgement for me. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this last question. I know you've heard the stories about how, especially in Hollywood and New York and Atlanta now, how difficult it often is for a writer, an actor, actress, director, producer, just to break into the level of success that you are now achieving. You know, the so-called gatekeepers, I could just mow them down with a weed eater. But (laughs) in Iceland, do you you guys have, is it difficult to break into it? Is it all this gatekeeper nonsense over there or what? I do think it is difficult if you did not study here and actors, um, just everyone in the industry kind of talks about it, that if you go abroad and you get your you know, education abroad and then come back, you do lose out on many connections. And obviously with this being such a tight-knit community, the connection part is very important. So, and also just like, because if you, if you study here, people are going to be able to come to the show, you know, come to the school. That, that's it obviously not going to be able to do if you're studying somewhere else. So I think it's just like it's a double-edged sword because, um, no, not a double-edged sword. Like it's um, it's a pick and choose because you can't get like, um, you can get into an incredible school. Meanwhile, we only have one school in Iceland that's like a, a formal education school for acting. 
So, you know, it's like you have to kind of pick and choose. If you want to extend your career abroad, then definitely like maybe study abroad. But I think the what I've achieved now is it 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 wasn't easy and it might sound easy but it it absolutely wasn't but it, at the same time because I studied here and was able to create some very important connections through my work here so that also helped so much you know what i mean <laughs> that makes a lot of sense definitely so well lastly here um how can we find you on instagram and twitter now x and all of those kind of places oh my goodness i'm so bad with twitter Me i'm too. on instagram uh, at aldis a l d i s Ama, A-M-A-H. That's just my first and middle name, Aziz Ama. I, I do have a Twitter account that I haven't used yet. I'm always kind of on my way, but I feel sometimes just so overwhelmed, you know, with, yeah. uh, with all the social media, all the, all the ways that, you know, you can kind of keep in touch with everyone and, and sometimes I just get overloaded. So I've kind of been using Instagram more. But I know that I should definitely get off Twitter. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. I just you just don't have the time. And let's just say you are kind of busy, young lady. You don't have time <laughs> to be sitting in front of a computer. At the moment, at the moment I um definitely. But I do I do work hard on my Instagram. I do love sharing my projects because I'll sometimes I'm traveling around the world and I just love sharing it, sharing what I'm doing with people and I. I want to, you know, when you're a vegan, you want to tell everyone you're a vegan. But if you come to my Instagram, you're going to get a lot of vegan food. So I hope that's also inspiring to people. It's not just acting. It's also great, you know, food recipes and inspirations and a lot of love dog content, obviously. Okay. So there's a lot going on there. I, yeah, I, hope it, I hope I'm doing enough work on my Instagram to kind of, you know, <laughs> satisfy anyone who's interested. Well, I'm going to sign up for you because I'm a vegan in training, and I'm doing good. I thought, <laughs> I I'm a vegan in training. Come to the dark side. We have amazing cookies. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go check you out. I'm going to start following you. And uh, before I do all of that, we want everybody to go to ViaPlay. Go to ViaPlay.com, and you can uh, get all the information, how you can sign up for their streaming service and their app, so we can see, well, I've already seen it because I have the cheat sheet, uh, Black Sands. I think you will, I know you will love it, especially if you're into true crime, and you get to see some more of the beauty of Iceland as well, and see this beautiful young lady, the actress that we've been chatting with, Aldis Hamilton. So thank you, my dear, so much. You too, and since you mentioned true crime, one thing I forgot to say mm -hmm. is that the original idea we had is actually based on a true um, crime story here in Iceland. Mm -hmm. So if you read up on that, maybe you'll be able to figure out which story I'm talking about. Oh. You should absolutely watch Black Sands with that in mind. Okay, watch Black Sands first and then go. Uh, and yeah, read up and on again, it. just Okay, I will text you. I'm going to text you regardless. Okay, well, thank you so much. I know it's nighttime there, and you and your little doggy have got things to do. And uh, thank you so much. And I will be checking back in with you over the weekend. Okay, sounds good. And a very, very big thank you from us here in Iceland. And also from, as I said, my partner in crime, Salomon, who's right here. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> he says hi. Okay, hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the last four out uh, last four episodes. Oh yes, I got to go back and and wrap up the last four, and uh, that gives me some more work to do for the weekend. But I was it was very good. I enjoyed just thoroughly. Enjoyed. I like the genre of uh, the true crime stuff. I really love it. So anyway, 
Okay, well, thank you again, and we will see you on uh, Black Sands, of course. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Enjoy take, Okay, will do. Take care then. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.